Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. I'd like you to make welcome today as we start out this session some incredible men, the author of this book, and the person that will be grilling and interviewing through this series, Apostle Mose, who would call Coach Moses Mukisa. Welcome this morning, sir. Thank you, thank you. I send greetings. Oh dear. <laughs> to who? To the people of Nigeria. <laughs> I hope they have electricity. Wow. And the people of Chitukutwe who have electricity. Sure. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and of course someone that we love but we've not seen in a really long time and we've invited him today because he's a practitioner of the first principle we are going to talk about, Mr. Alan Tayewa, the CEO and founder of Goldmine Finance. Welcome, sir. Hey, what is happening? Has it been that long? Thank you. Thank oh, you very much. That's more like it. Do you want to send greetings? I want to send greetings uh -huh. to my wife. Of course. Oh. Uh, Lisa Tayewa, hey. my son Rukundo Tayewa, oh. my daughter Zabu Tayewa. Hey. Hey. What's happening? Uh, my, oh, sorry. I was going to say my daughter or son again, but uh, <laughs> also the gold miners. Happy hey. 10th anniversary. Yes. Gold mine just celebrated 10 Yes, now that's a wow. huge thing, right? Yeah. Because statistically, my <coughs> God, you people, Rukunji is not near. Statistically, only 1% of businesses that start in Uganda make it to 10 years. And that statistic is going to change in our generation. We are determined to change it. And that's one of the reasons why Business Garage is here. But congratulations to the gold miners. I'm looking at the clock. I want us to get straight into it today. Today we begin with the separation principle. Okay? There's the separation principle is the first principle discussed in this essential practices for healthy business finances that we are talking about this week. So, the principle of separation. Hmm? I'm going to start with you, Apostle Mose. Mm. Because you wrote these things, first of all, you are, you are the one. But this principle is one of the really complicated ones, and I think that's why we started with it. Not in terms of understanding, but practice. To separate the business finances from personal finances. Mm. First of all, why? Why is it important? Because look, I started the business mm. with my money. Mm. They are my ideas. Mm. I left my job so that I can eat the money. Now you're telling me to separate it. Why? So, so let's start uh, by making the assumption mm. that you believe in God. Ah, okay. <laughs> That's assumption one. Mm -hmm. And then making the assumption that you, as you usually claim, mm. you say that that business belongs to God. Okay. And you are a steward. Because I wrote the book essentially oh. for church finances. But the same principle applies to business. Mm -hmm. So in the, in the book, we tell, I tell a story of, uh, this story I had it from my brother-in-law, Dr. Moses Isoba, who tells incredible stories. <laughs> uh, they were visiting a church, and then after the service, 
you know, when they were in the church compound meeting around, the pastor is greeting people. Yeah. A guy who sells fish mm-hmm. was riding by on a bicycle. You know, the guys who sell fish, they have uh, those bells on the bicycle. <laughs> so the pastor waves him down, hails him down, says, hey, hey, yes. he calls him. Yes. So he proceeds to pick two large, fat fish. You know, like the one sold by uh, uh, Bella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is her company called? Fresh, Fresh Chenyanja. Yeah. Mm. So he picks two mm. Chenyanjas. Mm. Then he calls the usher yeah. mm? mm-hmm. to bring the offering basket. Uh, okay. So they brought the offering basket mm. and he proceeded to pick from the offertory basket the requisite amount of money which he paid to the fresh Chenyanja guy mm. and then he gave the fish to the person to take home to prepare for lunch. Now, is this a true story? Yeah, all my stories are true. Here is, here is what is really good about that because there's, you know you always have to find the, the, the good things in every story. Here is what is really good about that story. That pastor was not trying to hide it. It's true. Yes. He wasn't a crook. No. He wasn't trying to do things behind the scenes. No. He just was ignorant oh. of the fact that church money is not his personal money. Oh. Just like many people watching me right now are ignorant of the fact that the money of their business is not their money. That's why their business is a registered entity which is a person that can both sue and be sued. And as at, as at this point, probably your business should be suing you for theft. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Oops. It's the same principle. If you're a headmaster of a school, you don't go to the bus's office and say, Trinaumaker. Mm, school fees. Mm. Mm. And then you send for, to, to buy uh, a fridge for your house. No, sir. No. no. You don't do that. Whether you're a headmaster of a school, whether you're a pastor of a church, whether you are the founder of a business. Let's get serious. That's why we have tiny little businesses spread all over the world, the place which don't go anywhere. All the businesses you admire and like to quote in Forbes, wherever it is, that's not how they run their money. That's why you admire them, that's why you quote them, and that's why you're stuck. Over to you. I feel attacked. First of all, what's happening? You're passionate about this, Apostle. Yeah, yeah, we feel it. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like we can end here and go home. <laughs> but seriously, so that, thank you. You just said that just like that pastor was ignorant, many of us are ignorant, and that's yeah. why we are doing And what you can we are be doing. ignorant and still a thief. It's true. Yeah, you are an ignorant difference. thief. Yeah, because if you found me touch touching worship harvest money oh, for personal purposes, wouldn't you call me a thief? I would, still, I would soon be in the newspapers. Yeah. Pastor was found with his hand in the what? Offertory basket. Mm. Yeah. So, Oops. you whose hand is in your business basket, mm. you're also a thief. Just it's just that you don't have a good board of directors. That's why you <laughs> haven't been sued yet or fired for that matter. Oh, wow. 
Mr. Goldmine, Alan Tayan. Please, help us. Let, let him bring some, bring ca- some cam- I, calmness. I'm not so sure about any calmness coming from him either. But let's talk about it. So you, you started your business as a student. When did you start to practice this principle? And from your practice, why do you think it's important? Actually, do you, do you agree with, with Apostle here who is about to beat all of us? He's calling us thieves, ignorant thieves, and all sorts of things. Please, can you talk to us as one who began a business as a young man, excited, trying to make money? When did you start? Why, how did you even start practicing this principle? Who told you such things? And why do you think it's important? So, I, I, I think the separation principle is really important. These are the two reasons. If you are a heavy investor in liabilities, you're going to find it very difficult to apply the separation principle. That's the basic rule that I believe. That if you think assets, it's very easy for you to apply the separation principle. Why? You see, if you are, they've constantly told us about saving, about investment on this platform, on this show. So if you are constantly finding it difficult to save, personally, that means you're constantly going to be uh, failing to separate yourself from the business. Because you see, personally, in your personal finances, if you are failing to separate your personal finances, okay, you're going to fail to separate yourself from your business. That's the basic principle. So ideally, when you understand the separation principle in personal finances, it becomes very easy to apply in business. So I remember the last time I was here, I said that if you, can fa- if you fail to separate yourself, what was it? That if you fail to separate, if you fail to apply financial principles personally, yeah. Yeah. it yeah. becomes very difficult to apply them in your business. In the business, yeah. Mm. Okay? So that's the, the basic, that's the basic, that ideally as a business owner, anything as an investor, as an entrepreneur, you must be able to know that you deal with your personal finances first. Yeah. Once you've dealt with your personal finances, then it becomes easy yes. to deal with the business finances. Mm-hmm. Because the same principles you deal with personally are the same principles you apply in the business. Mm. So it's, 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 for me, that's usually the, the first, the basic, once we get that basic principle out there and understood, then it becomes very easy. Mm-hmm. That's why I told you that when I started, we were making 400,000. And because I used to pay myself, they used to pay me pocket money of 200,000 on campus, mm-hmm. I decided to continue paying myself 200,000 no matter the amount I made. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that alone for me was part of the separation principle because I learned that, I had learned that if I am to really save, I cannot continue eating everything. I must be able to separate and pay myself a salary, a salary of 200,000. And then after that, whatever I made, I tried to recapitalize the business mm-hmm. to help it grow. Wow. The first thing you said there is so important. And from my experience, I was an ignorant thief. I re- I've been told that that's no defense. I'm, I was still a thief. And I can tell you that everything I started in terms of business ended up dying. We, 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 we want evidence of the efforts. <laughs> Did you buy a plot of land? Sir, I want you to know that when you steal from your business, usually you can't account for where you put the money you stole. So it's true, but you're right. 
Alan, that once I started to learn personal financial discipline, it's so easy to apply it in business. It's actually not difficult at all, but because I had indiscipline in my personal finances, there was no, it didn't make sense to me. I'm like, it's my money. I started the business. Why are we suffering? And then I would do things like, let's borrow from the business to buy things for home we shall pay back. It has never happened. And so what I'm hearing you say is that if you're thinking asset, you're going to start thinking investment and saving even for your business. And that if you can overcome your discipline, indiscipline personally in your personal finances, you will be able to practice discipline in your business. All right, Apostle, tell us some more about this separation principle. You're a coach. Um, you've dealt with some people who, business people who have been in business for maybe even 10 years, 11 years, and hadn't practiced this principle and started. First of all, what do we do? If I've already been eating the money, mm. okay, mm. and actually uh, when I'm reporting my personal finances, I'm reporting the business income as well. What, where do I start, sir? Because now you imagine that pastor, his income has been the offertory. Now you're telling him that church money is not your money. What is he to do? The good thing is I have the book. <laughs> I know a man like that. <laughs> and, and the points are in the book. Uh -huh. Okay? Yeah. Where do you start? First of all, the first thing you should do is what Alan has said. Mm. Because usually the conflict people are having is how do I compensate myself yes. for the efforts of running the business? Because usually when you're starting out, you are the number one employee mm -hmm. of the business. Mm -hmm. So first of all, pay yourself a salary. Wow. Okay? Pay yourself a salary and even pay taxes eh. of that salary. One time we are going to be and talk about processes and we'll talk about taxes. Yes. Maybe, maybe, maybe Mr. Taibwa yes, Mr. Mr. will be back at that time. <laughs> maybe. To tell you what happens when yeah. you don't pay taxes and then you succeed. <laughs> you see, there are two roads. There are two roads. In the, in the life of business, they, mm. you, you are driving, then you come on, across a fork. One road goes to the right, one go, road goes to the left. The road that goes to the right, there is a signpost. Mm -hmm. It goes to a city, a big city with buildings like the ones behind us. That city is called Success. Mm. Okay? And the other road goes somewhere else. I'll not tell you where, where it goes. But my understanding is that everyone who has something between their ears, <laughs> when they reach that signpost, they want to turn towards the city called what? Of course, success. success. Now, here is what you can count on as long as the, earth, the sun rises and sets. Mm. As long as you take that road called success, mm. there is going to be a roadblock mm -mm. called Uganda Revenue <laughs> Authority. In fact, not only are there roadblocks, they also have mobile patrols wow. along that road. <laughs> they have mobile patrols. So you will be, it's a matter of when you are found, not if you're found. Mm -hmm. Now, I have gone through the trauma of having to declare a company bankrupt and close it completely. Oh my goodness. Because of not filing good taxes. Mm -hmm. So, you don't want that to happen mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. So, first of all, separate, pay yourself a salary, mm -hmm. and when you're paying yourself a salary, pay the pairs you earn. Sir, I feel like you're taking us very deep. No, I'm just saying, 
because once you, you set up that system, then you immediately engage the whole taxation system. And then, so when you've paid yourself, whatever, the rest of the money belongs to the business. Wow. Not to you. The only money that belongs to you is your salary. What about if I get all the money and it becomes my salary? <laughs> Sir, I'm representing the people who might be watching. There's a gentleman here who has said mm. that I'm, I'm at the table shocked. My legs are about to break. I have a feeling he might not make good decisions. <laughs> so I'm representing his views. Because, so how do I arrive at this salary? Are you consult. Get a, get a mentor. Okay. Okay. Talk to Alan. Okay. Talk to Pastor B3. Yes. Talk to Pastor Jeremy. Talk to Ariko Kamara. Talk to Chris Kawesa. Mm. Talk to Grace Munyirwa. I oh, mean, we have all these on. people. Yes. They are available now. Mm. Consult. You know, the days when we made decisions in ignorantly without having anyone we have access yes. to, to ask are gone. gone. The Bible says the days of ignorance God has winked at, but now <laughs> commandeth he every man to repent. Mm. So don't don't pretend that you're ignorant when there's all these resources. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. consult, find out. The thing is, if you're paying yourself 100% of, of the money, it means the business has nothing left. And later on, we are going to talk about the investment principle where the business has to start growing its uh -huh. own assets. Okay? Yes, yes. So let, let's, let's cut this curse that black people die with their businesses. Yes. No, no. A, a righteous man leaves an inheritance for, for children's children. children. If your business is not building its own assets that will serve generations to come, there's a reason Kakira Sugar Works is still here. Mm. Established the 1800s. Wow. Yeah, it is still here. You go to Ginger, they have hundreds of thousands of acres. It's true. And, and because people practice these principles, mm. if you look at our Indian brothers, they practice these principles. Yes. That's why their businesses can be generation they to generation. Grow. So, to a long a answer for what? One, pay yourself a, a salary. salary. Two, all assets of the business should be in the names of the business. And then your assets should be your assets. So don't, don't get confused about the two. You buy a piece of land, you put it in your names. What? No, that's for the business. And then yours are yours. I'll just give those two. I'm sure Mr. Alan, Taibo has a lot to this matter. I have uh, been hearing so much, I don't know what exactly to address <laughs> at this point. Mm. Uh, but you see, the separation principle is majorly about discipline. It's a, and, and the minute, you know, even if you have no vision, even if you have no goal, mm. the minute you decide to start separating money, they, it somehow begins to direct your vision. Mm. It somehow begins to, to feed into a goal. You see, because the minute separation, you know, the hardest thing to separate is first, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm trying to address both business owners and anyone who earns an income. It could mm. be from a student to a housewife to whichever, because we all earn. Yeah. We just earn different kinds of income. So the separation principle is ideally being faithful. Mm. Okay? It's ideally being faithful to yourself and to your money. Because that's, that's the, that's the, that, that, if I'm at home and I've been given money for this particular 
thing, that's where it will go. It avoids diversion of money. You see, that's, where, that's the source of corruption. That's where corruption starts. For me, that's what I think. Because if I have been, if I've earned a salary and I've not paid taxes, I am corrupt. Am I not? If I've yes. not paid payee, I'm corrupt. Mm. If I've diverted money to something else that was meant for a particular cause, guys, that's corruption. That means that the day you go into that business, which could be your business or someone else's business, you are just disaster waiting, waiting to happen. To happen. <laughs> okay? So, for me, I think that once you address that separation principle, mm. at the basic root of it, mm. basic, basic being, I have determined this is what I'm going to spend. I have determined this is what I'm going to save. I have determined this is what I'm going to give. Do not obey that principle that you've put in place. Mm. To separ because separation, even giving is separation. Yes. Even tithing is separation. Mm. Do, you, do you get the logic? Separation is separating your money that as it comes in, this is how I've determined to separate it. And once you're faithful to that, then you're going to begin to experience increase. Because increase is guaranteed. Separation is what is not. Yeah. <laughs> Being faithful to that separation is what is... Because you're the one in charge of it. But God is guaranteeing you increase. But he's saying you separate that increase. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Here is another thing people can do mm -hmm. practically. Mm -hmm. And this will challenge you, but once you go past the barrier, mm. you know, most people don't attain greatness because they can't go past barriers. The, the best athletes are people who have gone beyond certain barriers. Mm -hmm. If you're a long distance runner, you must go past a certain barrier. Mm -hmm. Uh, guys have been struggling all their lives in, in motorsport to go past the sound barrier where, where you, you uh, and aeroplanes moving faster than the speed of sound. Mm -hmm. So barriers are there to test your resolve once you go past the barrier. Mm -hmm. So here's one of the things you can do that will help you. Open separate accounts for the business. Oh. Don't run the business from your personal bank account. Okay, mm. you open a separate account for the business. Now, here is what's going to happen when you start trying to open a separate account. <laughs> the bank is going to ask you for so many documents. Yes. <laughs> and those documents are the beginnings of your actually institutionalizing your business. business. Because they will ask you for the memats, registration documents of the business, certificate of registration. Uh, trading license, mm -hmm. TIN number. Mm -hmm. Now, oh, w when people find those barriers, they run away. No, don't run away. That's, that's the barrier. You see, the, the difference between rooms is something called doors. That's a door you have to go through to go from one room, smaller room, to a greater room. Mm -hmm. Get the TIN number. That means now you are an NOS, you exist. Yep. Get the Trading license. Now KCCA know you exist. Mm -hmm. get, get those things and set up the account. One time we'll come back here and tell you about the different accounts you should set up yes. for your business. Yeah. But first of all, the business should have its own account. So you're not running the business out of your personal account. account. That's a very big thing there. And then once you have the business account, the checkbook can't have only one signatory, you. <laughs> yeah. Make sure there is 
at least one other signatory. Now you're already starting to separate yourself yes. from the institution yes. that you lead, whether business or NGO or school or whatever, your church. Yeah. Wow. You know, today we said we were going to start real practical lessons. We are talking about business financial practices that, is, that are going to help you thrive and get better. And I love that we're already starting to get questions from the people who are watching online. And I'm going to shoot one of them right away, which I think is going to help a great deal. This is from Rachel Wani, who says, what happens when there is no money for salary? The business is a startup, and you work, but you work every day. Uh, Mr. Mr. Taibwa. <laughs> please tell us. Uh, I feel like I should also ask Rachel mm. what happens. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> then, you see, when you are operating at, uh, at a loss or at zero, hmm. then you can't separate zero from zero. Mm. It is still zero. Oops. Uh, but, you see, businesses, in most cases, very few businesses start off at a profit from the word go. Mm. Okay? But what we are saying is, you see, you're supposed to put in place these principles. It's actually best to put them in place before you start earning. When you, you know, when you have nothing, you're supposed to determine these principles so that it is easier when the money comes, you quickly put it around. Yeah. Business you start business with the hope and the goal of making profit. Absolutely. Okay? So there's one thing, that you're definitely going to make a profit. Mm -hmm. The question is how much? Mm. Okay? So in most cases, I think Rachel's question is, because also business by month, there are months when you may not make as much profit, there are months when you make a lot of profit. Mm -hmm. When you start making profit. Mm. So the question is, when you're not yet making profit, of course there's nothing to put aside. But as a businessman, you've put in place these systems yes. that when the profit comes, comes. Uh -huh. then this is how it's going to be distributed. I hope that is clear to Rachel. Mm -hmm. You know, ideally, business rarely will make, even when it is beginning, it is not going to make profit immediately. Or sometimes the profit it may make may be so little. But the question is, are you obedient to the principle even when you make 20,000? Yes. Even when you make 10,000. Mm. That's the, the, the biggest challenge is that we want to make, the, we, we hope to make these things true when we are making a lot of money. Okay? Mm -hmm. Because in the beginning you're saying, it's just 10,000, it's just 20,000. Mm. But the more you're obedient to that principle then, then you're guaranteeing it that when you make 1 million, you're going to be obedient to it. I hope, I hope that's a, I don't know if Apostle can speak into it. No, yeah, you've put it very well. Yes. Uh, faithfulness at one level qualifies you for promotion to the next level. Absolutely. The problem is people are expecting God to promote their chaos. <laughs> oh, uh, you handle your 200,000 in a chaotic manner and now you want it to become 200 million. What? You've seen the way some people build these buildings around Kampala. It's like they took the village and then they poured a billion shillings on it, and then they put up some amorphous thing out there. No, that's not the kingdom. So organize yourself at your level, and then let that keep growing. I'll give you an example. Mm. Uh, in the coaching and training business that we do, you're part of Momentum Leadership Group. Mm. I mean, I used to make money. It was good. Hey, yeah. I, I was a thief. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like... I had conquered this problem with church. I mean, I would never bring myself to touching church money, ever. 
But in my own work, I was chewing the money. So I was a thief. So because I was going, I was, <laughs> I didn't want to be a hypocrite. So we set up the systems in the company. Mm. Set up all the different accounts, taxation, etc. And they started paying me a salary. Now, the salary was small mm-hmm. compared to the money that I was making. Because, you know, when you're a thief, you're eating all the revenue of the <laughs> so-called business. But now, it's only your salary. The rest of the money belongs to the business. But now it's so smooth, it's so good. I, I don't have a good COO, so I don't have to worry about what's going on. I'm just told you have to be here at this time. This is who you're coaching, this is who you're teaching, this is what you're doing, and life goes on. Now, I have not lacked just because I stopped stealing from the company. <laughs> Same with books. I used to sell the books and, make, and eat the money 100%. I would give God his 10%, but otherwise, the 90 now, <laughs> so we set up a company. All these books, they belong, this is not my book. Yeah. These books belong to a company mm. which does now all the management of the whole process. Paying editors, designers, printers, sales, and they pay me a salary every month. Mm. Now, from the time we set up the company, our book sales are probably four to five times what, we, what I used to sell as an individual. An individual. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens. Once the systems are set up, ah, at once. You see, most people, they, they, they are waiting for it to rain before they buy the paper. You know that paper for collecting rain? That's not wise. <laughs> Put the thing and wait for the rain. Yes. The paper is the system. You, you don't make rain, but you buy a paper. Now, if the one who sends rain is looking and there's no people, even him is wondering what to do. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Today there are so many daggers flying around, but they are good. That is what happens when you're on the operation table. They cut you open. We've had such things as God won't promote your chaos. Yeah. Are you seeing your life? Mm. And that's why we're getting things in order. And also corruption begins with the individual and also the thief can be you, even in ignorance. But guys, what are we really talking about today? When I hear what Apostle Mose and and Alan are talking about today, it's to get your house in order and prepare for increase. Because what he just said is that he seemed like he was making more money, and sometimes it feels like a loss when you start practicing separation, but you're actually setting yourself up for success. Because there are deals you will never get if, if there are no systems in place, like yeah. there's no way you're going to get a deal with big multinationals or international companies when they are not, they are not paying an individual, but a company, there are no systems in place. And so we are saying get the systems in place now. I'm looking at our clock. We have little time. We still have questions. I'm going to ask only two more questions and then we are going to move forward. The two questions I'm going to ask are, one is from... Samuel Amutuheide, who says, when is the right time to register the business? Since when it's starting up, you literally might not have enough for taxes and so on. That's the first question. The second one is from Pastor Philip Filter, who says, does this mean that you pay yourself a certain amount regardless of how much the business brings in so that you're able to practice separation? Or do you keep changing it as the money comes in? Yeah, these are honest questions from honest entrepreneurs. Mm, Alan. Okay, so I, I need to remember, the first question was, when do you register yes. a business? And the first thing that came to my mind is, 
when do you, if you are going to have a child, when do you name the child? You can name the child after they are born, <laughs> or it is preferred that you name them, you get the name earlier, <laughs> when they are still being incubated, or... Or do you name the child two years? Oh, Lord. Two years. <laughs> boy. Boy for two years. Boy, boy, boy. So, they call you ba- Tata Boy. Tata Boy. <laughs> Mama Boy. Because the child has no wow. name. So I, I would totally understand the idea of saying that when do you... Sometimes you want to first make sure to prove that the business is, uh, is, uh, is making money. Mm-hmm. But it's preferred... It's not very costly to register the business. You see, these principles are best to practice when you have nothing to start. Wow. Mm-hmm. They are harder when you've started making something. Because when you've started making, you're probably practicing the wrong principles, which are eating everything. But when you have nothing, so when whatever it, because it costs almost about 300,000 to register a company. Mm. Now, you should then start working out these costs from the very beginning. Because if you're making nothing, it's easy to register with URA. You just declare nothing. (laughs) They are not going to come after you. URA will even teach you how to file because you must keep your records. Mm. Okay? Those are all things you get to learn as you practice these principles. Mm -hmm. So when is it right to register a business? When you have nothing. Mm -hmm. That's step number one. Number two, Mm -hmm. what was the second question? The, can we keep changing the, the, salary, the salary? Does it change every yeah. month? The salary. Maybe <laughs> Apostle should help me address this one. <laughs> wow. So, about human resources. Human resources uh, usually, in many times, except if you're a product business, it's a, a, one of the higher costs, especially in service-oriented businesses. So it's best you sort of, after a little bit of you start figuring out what percentage of your revenue Mm. is human resource. Mm -hmm. You should actually set up a separate account for that. And you start banking part of uh, that percentage of all your revenue. It's the principle of uh, profit first where there's a profit account, there's an HR account. Sometimes your tax account and HR account are the same. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they are not. If you are big on product, then you should have a an account for paying suppliers. So all these are different kinds of separations. So you will eventually see based on how that account is performing, it will show you how much you should be paying yourself Mm -hmm. or not. Or not. Yeah. Or how much you should not be paying yourself. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But just one big idea that is on my mind right now, even as we conclude, is once there is a separation principle Mm -hmm. and the business is an independent entity, Mm -hmm. It's now a going concern. That business, it's easier to sell that business or to sell portions of that business to other interested parties Mm -hmm. to take you to the next level. Uh, The writer of uh, Built to Sell, Mm. it's actually not the Built to Sell writer, it's the guy of Profit First who says that your ultimate customer is the person who will buy your your business. business. I says that if you set up your business to sell it, you will always succeed. Mm-hmm. If you don't set it up to sell it, it's a matter of when you will fail, not if you will fail. Mm-hmm. So, if if the money, if the business is mixed with you, it means Ouch. to buy gold mine, I have to buy Alan, Alan as well, and <laughs> you know that's slavery. Uh, oh so, <laughs> and it's very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when you do the separation. 
you're setting up your business to succeed for hundreds of years mm-hmm. if the Lord tarries. Because it means that people can always buy into the yes. entity without worrying that they are buying a part of your liver or lungs <laughs> along with the business. Yeah. Wow, so and, much. And, and I learned this from, from Alan, uh, even as we go. Wow. He said that one time we were having a business breakfast. You should go for business breakfasts. And, mm-hmm. and he said something which just, you know, like pricked me to the heart. Mm-hmm. And that's like how, how I went. And, yeah. mm-hmm. He said that some of you, you're bigger than your businesses. Your, your personal brand is bigger than your business. People know uh, you, about you a lot more than they know your business. So it's a case of if Mose is bigger than worship harvest, then what are we doing in terms of brand, presence, etc. So if you're bigger than your business, then your business is going nowhere. No, no one wants to touch it. It's true. Yeah, you're going to die with it. Oops. Yeah. Because we actually don't know the owners of Coca-Cola. Yeah. Uh, yeah, MTN, all these, you know, companies. So you're happy to buy in because it's the entity that's the point, not the human being. Is your business bigger than you or without you there is no business ladies and gentlemen i've seen so many questions we've not been able to answer all of them we'll be back next week i I just this one we won't answer but i just wanted to put it out there from kawoya kasim who says what if it's the business eating your money you invest more money in the business and it's not returning as much as you invest kasim (laughs) the answer is in uh, ariho kamara's comment that then your business is not a going concern, a, but a, a dying a concern. Kasim, <laughs> thank you for that question. Look, guys, we'll be here every single Sunday, 7.30 a.m., even next week, talking about business financial practices. Every week, we'll tackle a principle that is practical, that will help your business. Remember, it's not the knowledge that you get, but the one that you practice that is going to actually change your business and your personal finances. So the question is, what are you going to do this week to make sure that your business is set up for financial success and that you're able to leave an inheritance for children's children? I'd like to once again appreciate Apostle Mose and Alan Taewa for helping us today to just open our minds to the separation principle. Thank you so much, gentlemen. We look forward to another week next week talking about a fresh principle you don't want to miss it but before we end our broadcast we cannot end without giving you the opportunity to make jesus lord of your life without jesus all these things we are talking about just it's it's sowing to the wind but to have a life with fullness that is guaranteed for eternity it's to come into a relationship with jesus and it's very simple if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. He comes and takes residence in your life and starts to change it and to make a difference in your life here on earth and after. So would you pray this simple prayer after me? If you want to invite Jesus into your life, I want you to do something for me. First of all, just put your hand up where you are. You don't have to have company. Whether you're alone, it's between you and God, or you have company, just put your hand up and pray this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus... Today I come home. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we know that your life has changed forever and would like to walk with you. There's a number on your screen. For those of you on radio, the number is 0775 
0779 that is 0775642449 send us a message there is a real pastor waiting at the end of that line to connect with you and connect you to a loving family we'll see you again next week right here 7:30 a.m don't come along bring a friend and let's help change the economies of your personal finances and your business finances thank you once again for joining us see you again at 9 a.m right here for another life-giving service as we begin a new series in our main garage goodbye and god bless for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.